You know about bananas? Mm-hmm. No. So, do you remember this uh, creationist argument that came up that bananas were like proof of God's creation because they were perfectly designed to fit in the palm of primates? Yeah. So what I found out recently was that bananas actually were engineered to be that size and they actually started out (laughs) quite small. Yeah. As with, because I I was looking up, I don't know how I got onto it, but I was just like, how did watermelons evolve? Like, how did, (laughs) what purpose are they serving? Like, they're not serving, like, they're too big to serve, like, pollination requirements for birds and shit. And it turns out that watermelons were originally the sizes of grapes. Huh. And then I got to, I was talking to someone about this and they said the, kind of the same thing about bananas, which is hilarious that like creationists were using it as a sign of uh, some sort yeah. of design. Creation, yeah. yeah. When in fact it was humans creating evolution to match their own needs. Hilarious. Yeah. And that's why penises are that shape as well. Exactly. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. Exactly. The, the right shape. To fit into your hand. <laughs> I wonder... I wonder what evolutionary pressures there were on penises to create that shape. Right? So, what do you mean? theoretically, all, all body development evolved for some kind of Darwinistic purpose, right? So, we yeah. have a certain degree of... Like, we have fingers because they allow a certain kind of, you know, dexterity or whatever. So what were the pressures that related to penis shape? I, scrotum is like, it's hanging outside the body because it's temperature regulation, right? So yeah. that was probably advantageous over whatever previous phase of genitalia had it slightly inside or whatever. Um, I've got a thing about this. So, um, you know, the helmet on a penis... The, that, the helmet is, that is not the case, um, with all apes. Um, and so there was some equivalency that gorillas. Sorry, are you talking foreskin or the, like the sort of, so the helmet, right? Yeah. So that, that evolved to be a vacuum to draw out sperm from other competitive males. Oh. So it's it's designed like that to be a vacuum. To like suction out. To suction out because chimpanzees have sex with m- multiple partners, but right. uh, gorillas don't tend to be so promiscuous. So yeah. they have smaller balls and smaller and different, sh- different shaped penises. But the human penis uh, does, is, has evolved in such a way to draw out sperm and... And get your sperm. Yeah, uh, give it a better chance. Give it, give it a better chance. That's huh. why it's designed that way because it is perfectly designed as a vacuum. It's it's fucking amazing. Wow, I, I didn't realize that. Oh. So does that mean that humans are cl- closer relatives? What, what what do you say the apes were that had that shape? Well, bonobos, bonobos. Uh, de- definitely bonobos, and right, but um, gorillas presumably are then further relatives from us if they. Don't have that similarity, or did they? They, they are, yeah, they are. Because like, bonobos are our closest relative with chimps. Bonobos, right? chimps, 
and then like gorillas and orangutans and like huh. down further down the line. But it's uh, wow, wait, that's interesting. It is interesting, yeah. I wonder if there's also been uh, negative pressure because you'd think like size of penis, the bigger means probably the more penetration means the better chance of reaching an egg. So that would be favoring increased penis size over time, right? Yeah, like that. I've never actually thought about that. Like, but why is why are bigger penises uh, looked as looked on as more attractive? And for the same, by the same token, like why are bigger breasts? Like it's so. Well, it's, it's a reflection like, of fertility, isn't it? Like it's just very fundamental. It's like, oh, you're like a more fertile mate. Like it's not yeah, more complicated that, than that, is it? Yeah, I mean, I guess it's not more complicated than that, but it's, I mean, it's it's the furthest thing from your mind when when you are in the midst of attraction to that. Sure. So, like... Yeah, it's certainly, like, a subconscious pressure. Any 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 kind of... Like, that's animal brain stuff. Yeah. I mean, operating that's, that's what's so interesting about it. Yeah. That it's not even... It's not something that you're really actually thinking about. Yeah. It's just... You're not like, oh, the size happening. of those breasts is no enough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's fascinating. Cleavage. So we should put some pants on and get this podcast on it? I've got pants on. Oh, okay. Welcome to Deep Ford, everybody. This is a uh, in-person podcast. Talking through the air at each other for the first time in a year. A bit over a year. We talk about things in the podcast. We talk about the world at large and we solve uh, your problems for you. What are your problems? Are you feeling Okay. I said take an antacid. You had that spicy curry for lunch. That's what it is. <laughs> Say hello, Michael. Hello, Michael. Thank you for finally doing what I've asked. My name is Nick. Hi, Nick. Hi. And this... Was that Drake? I... <laughs> <laughs> that's our dancing father christmas i'm just gonna take a photo because i feel like that it just sounds like we just played a drake song from our from our you phone, your phone for no reason we're trying to shazam that no <laughs> <laughs> dude what is this track i've got to get this on spotify that's so good so, uh, thank you for having me. Thanks for coming, man. Like, I missed you. I, I said to you this to you before, but, um, it's, I have a weird response and it's not necessarily weird, but because we talk all the time, we, and we like, we talk via text every day and we at least talk over the phone, like probably once a fortnight. Like, I feel like I don't. I never miss you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I know what you mean. We don't, so we don't you, need to catch up because we know what's up. Yeah, like the the physical version of you here is so secondary. <laughs> like I don't need I don't you need physically to be here. To be satisfied. And when you when you showed up the other day I was like, Yeah, like it's cool that you're here in body. But I was like, I don't really even feel like making a big deal about it. Yeah. Because I just feel like you've never left. Oh. It does feel weird, though, when you go, 
oh, but when we first started doing this four years ago, it, like in our regular in-person chats, this was the dynamic. This was the normal thing. We would I sit actually that. opposite each other in the room. Oh, but yeah. We've done more podcasts over Skype now than we ever did at uh, Toronto Avenue. That's weird. And I, I didn't even want to do... I didn't want to continue. You didn't? Remember? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I did. I'm so glad we did. Me too. How do you think... How do you think it's changed? Like, the podcast has changed by virtue of, like, the practicalities. I, I genuinely think that I probably wouldn't have done as much editing if it was always in the same room. But okay. because of the sheer nature of we were recording on both ends over Skype, yeah. and then you send your audio track to me, I just to make it sound like a podcast still, mm. I have to go through like a, an audio program. And so by the nature of doing that and making sure it syncs up like across the hour and a bit that we talk, um, it just lends itself to more editing. So over the past couple of years in particular, I've really uh, started being more vicious in, in making sure that like boring shit where it's just us setting stuff up or whatever doesn't make the cut. Yeah. And I think yeah. in person when you go back and listen to it, it's it's pretty much other than the top and tail probably being cut a bit. We we never like really got rid of bits in the middle. Mm. Do you think we've gotten better in any way? I think we're better at not talking over each other. If you go back and listen to the start, we're Definitely. always like <laughs> it's <laughs> um, very good um i was t- i was saying this to someone else because i was talking to dave whom uh, my brother ben is doing a podcast with and i was saying i like i probably shouldn't be saying this i probably should have said this to ben um but i was saying that it was like i thought it would be good for ben because um, like, I think I did that. I still do it now, but by virtue of the fact that we are recording and conversation over Skype and sometimes there's lag and then there's like audio issues to consider that just practically I've had to be a better listener and wait for the other person to speak Yeah, a little bit. Well, it's a weird, like it's a weird skill. It was one of the things as well that... Like, for instance, working with Adam and Eve on the TV show, like one of those, like people kind of underestimate, I think, the amount of actual talent and skill that's required to be a competent host on TV. It's really hard to be natural on camera as anyone who's ever, you know, shot a home movie is can testify. The moment you actually point something in someone's face and say, be be warm and friendly and inviting and, and hold a conversation and witty and entertaining all at the same time. And as your mum will testify, it's not easy. Um, though your mum is pretty good on <laughs> camera. You just slipped <laughs> that in. I did. It took me a good four seconds. Um, the, uh, <laughs> Mostly because I thought your mum chose <laughs> like over. Every now and then okay. it still works. Sure. Um, <laughs> yeah. But like that's one of those weird skills where... Uh, it's and and even like things like reading a teleprompter at the same time and all all the various yeah. like factors that come involved with it. Yeah. Um, and Adam and Eve in particular, they're on TV and they they had that quite naturally. And now they're doing radio and radio. Obviously, you don't have the visual aspect, but mm. it's very much that same kind of conversational dynamic. Mm. And when you think about like just the generic 
um, you know, drive show pairings that you hear on regular TV, uh, regular radio, I should say. Um, and the number of times that like the two hosts have just been mashed together and they don't really seem to have the same chemistry or like know what they're doing. And you compare that to someone who actually has that like skill set. It's markedly different. And I don't think that we're at that level of being like actually radio quality, um, conversational, but I think you can, I think I definitely appreciate the amount of effort that it takes to actually make that sound good. Yeah. To build those skills up. Yeah. Totally. Do you think you've gained anything from it um, in other ways? Like, apart from... Um, well, there's all the advertising revenue work. Oh. Like, have we achieved anything? Uh, Do you think? Have or if we had anything? just, like, diary-entried our journey, or our... our yeah. Our, um, uh, I mean, you'd assume that there'd be some maturity with age, and we've been doing this for almost five years, I guess. So, yeah, like, are, are we just documenting that, or are we? I think that's. I think that's the closest thing we can say that it's the purpose of it, mm. because it like it's never been like a massive success. We we do have listeners, and I appreciate every single one of them, yeah. but I don't think it's like it's never going to be a big thing. But no. so I think the purpose for, or like the achievement, if there is such a thing has been personal in, yeah, the documentation and in, and in being able to go back and listen to early stuff and say, Oh yeah, the audio quality was really shit there. And we shouldn't have said that joke cause it was dumb. And the beliefs that we held then have changed. And, and, you yeah. know, as a, as a calendar entry, it's kind of interesting. Yeah. I think that's fair. Yeah. I agree with that. I think I've learned more from you. I mean I don't think you would have learned that much from me I don't think that's true at all I think I think that you this is going to sound worse than I intended to great but you provide counter arguments to things that I wouldn't have I wouldn't have considered as in you provide a, a, an alternate perspective to. Um, I play devil's I would, advocate. Yeah, all the time. Yeah, but and some, that that means that sometimes I get better at understanding my own perspectives on things by having to defend it. Look, if I'm being honest with myself, like I always find myself in the position of devil's advocate, no it's matter what know. position it is, and like if I think about why that is, it's probably not a coincidence. It's probably more to do with the fact that. I want to, I don't know, it's probably something to do with wanting to stand out and be uh, unique. Or, like, unique's not strong enough for that, for what I mean. But it's just, it's wanting to be the contrarian and um, provocateur. Like, I don't even, I don't, like, why why do people want to be provocative? For the they want to of... get reactions from people, right? Yeah, so why do they want that? Because then they want they're attention. Dis... <laughs> well, you beat me to it, but yeah. I suppose That's it's right. Like you, someone, someone's listening to you, at least. This is a version of getting attention. It's ver- it, Compared to someone, you trying to say something and no one paying any attention at all. <clears throat> I really would hope that that's not the case, but I, I, it's probably, if I'm being... Realistic about it probably is. Yeah, but I mean, it depends. When are you being contrarian these days? If it's only uh, around like friends or, or whatever, then 
it's not really to get attention because you've already passed that threshold. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I do believe a lot of the stuff that I say, which is great. It's a huge <laughs> improvement. <laughs> so I to believe the shit that I actually dish out. Yeah. Um, I think, I think also part of it, like I'm probably not giving myself enough credit, which is not a sentence I say enough. It's not solely me wanting attention and just being contrarian for the sake of it. Um, and it's, I mean, it is, I think there is probably a part of that, but it, it is, it is also the, my personality being willing to, um, and kind of. You know, if I think that I, if if I disagree with something, I won't shy away from uh, being the, you know, the counter argument or the. Yeah, you're willing to put yourself at in the opposition, like in the firing rock, yeah. firing line. I think for it's the both sake of those, of the and rel- like it's probably the first, like that thing, and then also relishing in it a little bit. Yeah, enjoying it too. <clears throat> I mean, yeah. that's connected, really. Yeah, it is connected. Yeah. But I don't. I feel like we should do a make sure this isn't an us retrospective too much. Oh yeah, um, I didn't even know you were recording. Like, how quickly did we run out of questions that were like, like, oh, would you take a one way ticket to Mars? Was, yeah. Was, like, it was like, it was like the two, best question yeah. that we could have answered. Oh no, that was the first one, wasn't it? It was the first one. Yeah. And then, how quickly did we run out of those ones? Pretty quick. They don't exist. Like, we've done all of them. I, I mean, like, we could go down the would you rather. Like, would you rather have... I always love those. Cactus for hands or, like, fish for lips. I'm so keen for that. I reckon we should do that because I, th- I think we haven't had, like, a, just a stupid silly one. <laughs> okay. You probably think they're all stupid and silly. No, I'll just Google good would you rather. stupid, yeah. <laughs> Let's do that. That's good. Welcome to the next one. Hey, stop saying that. Like, why? You're only saying that to piss me off now. I know. I I missed a couple. We didn't do it the last couple, but now, you know, I'm bringing it back. I'm feeling like 106 to 107. That's going to happen again. Do you want to have a shot? Yeah. I swear this is a generous shot. <laughs> Pussy. <laughs> That's cool, back. <laughs> Oh. Did you find some? Would you rather? Yeah. So uh, I'm gonna let's this. let's uh, let's live a little bit and uh, just have oh. a have a bit of a light one, you know. Wait, I should call you Ricky Martin because you're living La Vida Loca over here. I um remember living La Vida Loca. Uh huh. Would you rather? Yes. <laughs> this was submitted by username Spank. Well, what do you? <laughs> what website is this? This is. Rather, legitimately www.rrrather.com. So clearly they went to find rather.com. Someone bought it. They mm. thought, okay, I've got an idea. Two R's. Went to find it. No. Nah. Is triple R rather. Can we get to triple R rather? <laughs> Found it. It's only $30. <laughs> so at rather, submitted by user Spank. Yeah. Would you rather. Find true love or $10 million? $10 million. True love. Bullshit. 
No, I'm so lonely. Are you serious? You're not lonely. Do you get lonely? I do get lonely. I've never asked you. Yes, you have. Nah. I'm lonely do you right get lonely? Now. Yeah. I don't get lonely. You don't get lonely? No. Yeah, it's because you push everyone I can't remember the last away. time. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, I mean, I'm, look, I don't live well, in loneliness, but there are certainly, you know, times where I'm like, hmm, yeah. Okay. I've been like inside my house all week working from home like you're not going into the office and having that sociability anymore and if it's just been like a quiet wintry you know week you go it'd be nice if there was like another person here but having that thought is not loneliness well what's loneliness if not a thought process well it's that thought but like stretched out stretched out forever and slow-mo can't you be lonely just in a moment or in a night. Well, yes, but that's not loneliness. Sure right? it is. It's just not like persistent. You can't... You can't no, well, you can be right. lonely in a second, but yeah. loneliness is... You think that? That's a like, state. That's like a... Uh, state of being. Yeah. How uh, long do you have to feel lonely for before it's loneliness? I can't remember the last time I felt lonely. That wasn't a specific question. That was an abstract. How long do you have to feel lonely for before you have loneliness or you have reached that state of being. Yeah, well, obviously I can't give you a time. Well, uh, you know, two days? A month? It's like hunger. Like, hunger lasts usually, like, not that long. Hunger is fleeting. But depression is something that is sustained. But loneliness isn't a <clears throat> mental illness. No, I'm not saying that it is. Yeah, but I'm just likening. If it you're if you're saying that loneliness is a thing which is more perennial, which could crop up again, and you just feel it at any moment. No, no, I was I was saying feeling lonely. Yeah, but, um, they're two different things. This, if you say that you're lonely, uh-huh. then to me that sounds like you're you've experienced a a sustained amount of loneliness and you feel like you are alone. But you can also feel lonely for a very short amount of time. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I don't think we well, I can't. I can't tell that. if we agree or disagree. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, you were the one who was... Uh, I don't know. I feel like I have to play back the tapes now. But I was asking... How long does it, does it, how long do you have to have a moment of loneliness for before you become lonely? You know, long term. I disagree with the question. So, what's the distinction then? It's a. It's it's a it's a feat. It's so you 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 basically you can go straight to loneliness without having moments of. It's like feeling alone. It's like I can feel sad. Like I can feel sad at something. Yeah. Like I see something on TV and I feel sad. Yeah. But I'm not in like in depression. So you think loneliness is a degree stronger like the state like on the scale. The state of loneliness. So even though it has the same word, yeah. it's kind of like it's at a different degree of severity yeah you can feel lonely for a couple of hours yeah but you can be lonely for years yes right still can't tell if we agree i don't i I love it 
I, so you're framing loneliness as as a bigger thing. And all I, I no, want... I'm just saying it's both. Okay. Lo- yeah, well, loneliness loneliness is one other thing, but loneliness comes in. So if if I say that I have nights where I'm feeling lonely, you say that I'm not lonely. Well, I wouldn't say that for you, but you could say that. You could be like I could say I'm you not could lonely, be like, but I don't. I, I don't have feel like I'm lonely. lonely. Yeah, exactly. okay. Right. I see what you're saying. <laughs> These are so fruitful. These fucking quests. Thanks, Spank. <laughs> Spike giving us the most butter we've had in years. Yeah. In like uh, semantics. <laughs> uh, you'd go $10 million rather than true love. Well, can I ask a follow up question to that though? Yeah, go. Can you imagine what you would do if you reached a level of success where money wasn't an issue? As in, can I picture my path there or can you picture how I'd respond when that question was removed from so just tell me what that's like for you in your imagination where you are wealthy and what you're doing with your money and how it has affected your relationships oh okay in terms of interpersonal stuff as well yeah uh, I think that if if I was at a place where money was no object it would be me using, excuse me, using that to still pursue the creative, like work stuff that I was attempting to, or am attempting to do now. So it would be, you know, ideally probably me just going out and making a, a TV show or, you know, funding the content that I was already trying to develop. So it, I don't think in terms of my like career path, it would really change it would just make things much more self-achievable what about the superficial stuff well clearly i need to upgrade my wardrobe but other than that i don't know what else well one would think you'd hire a stylist i've well, got ben zabrecki <laughs> yeah um clear eye <laughs> it's straight guy for the straight guy <laughs> Straight guy telling straight people how to dress. Not me in this instance. I'm pitching a new TV show. Okay, well that wasn't clear. Oh, okay, well, you're okay. sure. Straight but guy, that is for, a good straight idea guy for the straight guy. That is way more interesting. Sorry. <laughs> straight eye for the queer guy. Straight eye for the queer guy. <laughs> like, yeah. telling a straight guy, just telling gay guys how they... I think they you should just like, stop doing anything. Mate, <laughs> how about you bagging stuff with this fucking shirt business and throwing a tanky? And, yeah. yeah. Um... Uh, what would it change about my relationships? Mm. I don't know. I don't know. What about you? Do you are you about to give me ten million dollars? Um, no. Damn. Um, I don't know. I think I I think about having money, like because money is a little bit of a constant and boring stress yeah. in my life. Like I'm week to week. I'm always kind of worrying about it. And like, I have gotten better with it in many regards. And, um, you know, I'm working full time now and you know, I, get, I get paid all right. So I think I'm getting in, I'm learning things, but 
I I do wonder if if I like if that stress was taken away, that the worrying would just transfer to something else. That like, I don't know. <clears throat> well, I <clears throat> I say that because I had a similar feeling when I was going through university, and I was worrying about money, and then it I was just like working part time with you. At, the cinemas and then it came to exam time and all I was thinking about was exams and that was the focus of my worrying and then once that had finished and I was done with exams and it was okay for money then I was like worrying about how I was being in my relationship and like I just feel like there would always be a worry transferable yeah like there has to be a worry and there's always going to be one yeah, but I think there'd be you can count it as a different kind of worry because not to you know get too serious, but like not having money is quite an existential kind of worry. That's like a oh, I can't pay my bills and if I can't pay my bills then I might lose my house and if I lose my house then I don't have like a lot of necessities that you need to get through life with you so know. it's not a survival it, it, worry though like yeah i mean it's not like i'm point? gonna die but it's like yeah it's it's like a fundamental kind of thing and i think if that's eased i don't think it's replaced with a fundamental worry like that it might be a bit more abstract like oh okay am i gonna am i satisfied with this job like what am i what am i doing you well know? that's it that's, but that's it. not going to be the same kind of like dread because ultimately the implications of i'm not as satisfied with this as i could be are much less serious than a, oh shit, I, you know, I crashed my car and I don't have the money. And so now I don't have a car. So now I can't get to work. So now I can't make money. Yeah. Yeah. I, those, um, those short term fears. It's not having the safety net basically, right? In, what do you mean? If you don't have like slush money then anything that goes slightly wrong can become a very big problem very quickly. Yeah. It, it, it yeah, it goes, it gets out of hand very quickly it's if no it does go wrong. And it doesn't yeah. always go wrong, but no. sometimes it does. But the, like what you said before, the existential threat, what are you most, what is, like, what's scared, what do you think about, what worries you? Honestly, my biggest life worry is probably relationship stuff. Really? It is probably that I am 30 now and have never been in like a serious long-term relationship. Is that right? Yeah. Oh, wow. I would not have picked that. And it's me not doubting my ability to get there, but it is me comparing my life status to others and people who are married or having kids or at home or whatever like that. And even knowing my own, you know, different circumstances and believing in my ability to get there at some point, it is hard not to, at you know, can compare where I'm at with others. So how, how I've thought that before, actually, um, more along the lines of, I seemed, I, I, I thought that, uh, I'd noticed that, it was funny that girls kind of 
and I know this is gen this is a generalization, um, but it seemed to me that girls kind of used uh, their relationship status as some sort of so social currency. So whereas guys didn't, and it was kind of like. If girls would say, like, girls would say, I'm uh, my boyfriend, they would refer to their boyfriend or tell other girls that they were, they had a boyfriend as some sort of brag. And, or it almost seemed like to me that guys would say, I have a girlfriend as some sort of admission of, <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I, the, I have, like, they didn't want to admit, like, I have a girlfriend. Or almost even more negative, like, oh, my girlfriend won't let me stay out. Sorry, I've got right. to, I've got to stay at home with my girlfriend. But like, do you, do you like the framing of it? Is is I think there is something there. Yeah. So it's interesting to hear you say that, though. That well, you, I mean, what? That, what? Like, I, how? I, I kind of, it's kind of jarring to, for me to hear that from you. That you, that that is. But I mean, measuring yourself against that in any way. I mean, it's not. Yeah. I don't know. It's it's probably just. Uh, it's, it, when, when I say like biggest fear or, or biggest worry, it's not, it's not like, it's Dread. not, it's not worry yeah. in a weird way. It's just like, I suppose it's almost like aspiration. Yeah. It's like, I would like to get there soon, please. Yeah. You I know? feel that. Yeah. Um, so it, yeah, worry is probably the wrong framing for it, but I, I can't help, you know, I, I would joke with my friends, um, I have friends back in Adelaide and uh, like school friends. And when I see them, you know, a couple would always go, oh, so when are you getting married? Yeah. Which is kind of like a shitty question really. But, um, it, it, particularly before I'd come out, <laughs> but the, uh, now that there's like, a, uh, like gay marriage was passed and everything like that. Uh, when I was just back there a couple of months ago, they say, oh, so when are you getting married? And I had to, like, my sort of default joke, which had changed, which had gone from, oh, you know, when it's legal, to, uh, I, I was like, well, I don't have that excuse anymore. So my gag became, oh, I'm waiting for polyamory to come in, and then <laughs> when I can have my two husbands, then I'll get married. Yeah. But it's it's funny, because... That, polyamory, polyamory is coming in. It's coming day, in, yeah. yeah. Change um, it up. And then once polyamory, and yeah. like, sorry, bestial polyamory, <laughs> I want one human guy... And some kind of other animal. And I'll just like keep the bit going as long as needed. Well, that's the beauty of the bit. Like the it's never going to die. Yeah. It'll always be But something. that, I mean, that's just defensiveness, right? Because when, when someone who's married, you know, comes up to you and says, oh, so when are you getting married? Um, when you're at a wedding, <laughs> you, you know, that's me feeling insecure about my like relationship status but why does that stuff bother you i mean i i don't know like that that stuff would never bother me i don't know because i because it does i, I don't know what the answer is some people want to be in relationships more than others i'm not saying that that's necessarily true with me versus I mean, I, you but like people have different i guess eyes or weight like apply different weights to things well i'm I mean, I'm saying that from the position of like I've been in a long term. I've been in a seven year relationship, yeah. and and then I was not in a relationship for two years, and then I entered into another long term relationship. Yeah. So I'm in the privileged position yeah. of 
criticizing <laughs> the institution of relationships. <laughs> and it's like, and it's so easy for me because, yeah, because that has not been a worry for me. Yeah. But I can imagine, like, I mean, in the, I think the inverse of that for us is the job stuff for me. Like, me wanting sure. to enter into, like, the, the type of job that um, allows you to, like, throw yourself into and be creative and be passionate about, like, that's what I'm, like, that's, like, that's the kind of stuff that keeps me up at night. Yeah. And it is like the same. It's like not like not like this dread that I'm not like fretting about it or sweating. I'm just like it is just aspiration, like mm. something that I want, and I'm thinking about it all the time. And I, I mean, that's part of maybe how you get to that spot. Like you, yeah, you got to visualize it a little bit. Then part of you got to know what you want. Yeah, you got to know what you want, and you got to um, you got to probably spark a little fear in in yourself. I mean, I like I, I've described this previously in the past, but like I'm very, I, I've used this like explanation previously in terms of the comparison of the privilege of straight people versus gay people, which is that uh, just the numbers game of it, right? Like if 5% of the people, 5% of the world is gay, right? Right. That's men and women. So that's one in one in 20, right? Yeah. So men, less than 50% of that, right? So that's one in 40. Uh-huh. Right, that's one in 40 people are gay, and that's of all ages. So, what percentage of the world is in sort of my decade of you know potential suitors? Yeah, you know, probably a sixth of that, or an eighth of that. So, that's one in 300 then, and that's just on the table. And then, so geography how many of those one in 300 are in the city that I'm living in? Yeah, well, there's only 400,000 people in Christchurch, so it's up his small amount, right? Yeah. And then that's just, that's just on paper. That's the stats. That's just yeah. on the paper, people yeah. who are potentially available. Who are the people that are in relationships? Yeah. Maybe half of them. <clears throat> and then at that point, once someone's in my target demographic, gay, uh, available in my city, yeah. then do I like them? Then are they, do we actually right. like each other? Are they interesting? Is there any kind of connection? You know? When I look at the number game like that, it sometimes I'm just like, fuck, it is so... Like, you don't understand how lucky you are to just have such better odds of finding even I'm just going to go out into the street and start kissing girls. It's, like, honestly, it's just like, yeah. You, I, come here. When but you, I... Can so I, I... I have to meet, what, 20 t- times as many people to have the same chance of finding someone who's interested in me. But that you can also, are you leaving that toothpaste here? Because <laughs> no. we're, we're out of toothpaste. You're out of toothpaste. Are you you can borrow it. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. You, do you well, brush you your can... teeth in this show? What? Do you brush How, your... Why are we here? No, I just saw the toothpaste. Okay, forget about that. It's not important. I know that. <laughs> but, <clears throat> okay, so with, with that stuff. Yeah, I, I don't brush my teeth in the show. You don't? No. Why? I have an electric toothbrush. So why do you need a toothpaste? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. But um, so the gay the gay community has evolved differently, obviously, than the heterosexual community, and like there'll be some ignorance in what I'm about to say. Uh-huh. So just correct me where I'm wrong. Uh-huh. But 
it's the gay community has kind of, from what I know, has evolved in the shadows more or less. And it's been more of a, my understanding was that it was like more of a, like kind of like a, a very fluid kind of free, uh, more like a, orgy kind of like not like I don't I didn't mean that more like a hookup culture hookup culture like uh this is gonna be bad but this is the word I'm thinking of smash and grab okay <laughs> yeah and yeah like quicker and yeah. less pro- attachment yeah there like is that I mean that's I surely mean, the, a yeah. product of how the gay community has had to survive I don't, yeah I don't know because I, I guess ultimately most humans are still after long-term partners, right? Like, that's still the biological imperative. So why is it the case that in the gay community... And it's probably... Oh, I don't know the the history too well. But that's probably only been true since the, like, sexual revolution. Like, the promiscuous side to it, right? Like, probably only in the last... Oh, 50 right. years is is that kind of, once it's become more culturally acceptable to exist only then can people be more well yeah but i think carefree about it but my point is kind of like that's how it, it it's kind of like existed in the shadows sure to i mean fly it, under the right i mean radar. the shadows are subjective in that point you know in, in terms of yeah. the eyes of the mainstream okay it was probably going on for a long time and it was never in recorded history because it was <laughs> taboo. But I, I don't think that it was... Uh, I would hazard a, a guess that for the most part, um, you know, the sexual activity of gay people has been relatively stable across the, the centuries. It's just where <laughs> where it was visible and where it wasn't has, has, you know, changed depending on the cultural mores of the time. Yeah. But... Um, I mean, you know, you can look back 2,000 years and it was, you know, pederasty and everything was very socially acceptable with, with like, ancient Greeks and everything. What was that word? Pederasty. What is that? Like, older men and younger sort of, um, uh, what do you call them, like, uh, tutees, like, the, like, young students and their older mentors would engage in homosexual conduct, and that was just expected part of like ancient culture that's so interesting yeah I mean like 2000 years ago it was like pretty common but you it was very much like uh, still with alpha connotation well not alpha that's the wrong word for it but like it was totally fine to going blue here to be the top but it was like less it was less not acceptable to be like the bottom but at the same time it was kind of a part of like academia in ancient Greece and stuff is that your mentor would have their way with you if they wanted to. (laughs) It's so interesting that like if like you'd like to think of your, the way you are and the things that you're into and attracted to as kind of inherent and almost part of your DNA. But it's so interesting to think that if the culture had shifted, which it has, yeah. As with what you said, like how that would change the way you feel and which and things that 
would change the things that you have so surely uh, made part of your identity or the things that you so associate or with the things yourself. that you think are, are so, like natural or normal yeah I mean how yeah I mean how kind of uh, how much they could actually just change just based on yeah who you're around and what time like it, it was honestly like, like I think oh, I'm, I'm probably being slightly inaccurate but hey that's the brand of our podcast but I'm pretty sure that that it was only really with the rise of like Catholicism or specific religious um, texts that really criminalized homophobia for like all through the dark ages and everything I'm pretty sure that you know for quite for probably more time than like in the grand scheme of things than otherwise it was a relatively accepted part of society you know not seen as an equal romantic inclination or anything but you know in terms of just a sex act it was it was not demonized in the same way what what do you say to this idea and this is this is controversial to but what do you say to this that that um I mean, the purpose of of human beings biologically is to procreate, right? Yeah. So homo, so homosexuality goes against that. Yeah. So is homo- it homosexuality is not directly responsible for the continuation of the species, right? So it in that way, like I um. I can't really be bothered with these caveats because, like, I just assume that yeah that it's a given. Um, but let's for the sake of it, like it it does like go against the biology, right? Well, I mean, I don't know if you're leading to this or not, or you don't know, but the evidence has suggested that homosexuality increases the fertility of siblings in a um, in a bloodline. Really? So, what my, do you mean? Can you go into here? I mean, not to be weird, but my sister biologically speaking, is probably more fertile. So uh, I believe the science suggests that fertility and homosexuality are connected. And what's and that, I what's that a result whether, of, though? Probably, like, estrogen levels in the mother. So higher estrogen has a higher tendency of homosexuality, but also stronger fertility in, in the females in the bloodline. Right. Because so, that is obviously the counter-argument. Like, why... If it was so unnecessary to evolution why is it still still fucking here yeah and i mean the answer to that could be in the same way like why do we still have a spleen or whatever if like or a pancreas that we don't think does anything currently useful and it could be the case that it used to and it's more like it's not causing problems so it hasn't been evolved out you know we haven't lost it but i think the science suggests currently that that's not the case. So there is actually the connection of yeah, fertility. So that's cool. I wonder if it has also something to do. Maybe I'm just having a having a couple of thoughts um, that like uh, kind of tribal situations. If it has something to do with um, caring for the young, even like in you know like in some other tribes or other animal species that like. Everyone has children, but it's not like, that's my child. It's like, we care for everyone. I wonder if that has... Or here's another hypothesis, which is, again, I don't have any evidence on this. This is just me guessing. But 
what if uh, a homosexual creature is less of a threat to the alpha, right? So there's more stable social structure rather than two alpha, like super oh competitive God. alphas, which then actually break apart or destroy the tribe. <laughs> I mean, if it was that, which is cool, I love that. But if it was that, it'd be so such a blow to our alphas. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry for even bringing it up. Wait. This has been the best idea ever. Yeah. Why do you brush your teeth in the shower? Do you eat afterwards? Okay. Yes, I do eat afterwards. Well, sometimes. But there is such a good case to be made for brushing your teeth in the shower. A, warm water feels better on your teeth. I think it feels... It's closer to painful. What? If If you rinse your mouth with warm water... It feels worse than rinsing your mouth with cold You are so fucked no. up. No. Okay. I don't know whether you use McLean's extra strong bubbly foams, but it has a certain degree of like acidy kind of like bubbly, like it's like having pop rocks, right? If you heat up a chemical reaction, it becomes more violent. And if you <laughs> rinse out your mouth with warm water, it feels more bubbly and more burny than just a, a classic cold rinse. This is not me. This is not me doing a bit. This is just me explaining that rinsing your mouth in Before the shower I... with a mouthful of like strong toothpaste foam that hurts a bit. I mean, I'd just like to say thank you for McLean's for sponsoring this podcast. For one thing, if you head to mcleans.com.au but... and enter the <laughs> promo code Deep Ford. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I mean, this foam thing that you're talking about, I don't know what that is. What are you is. using? Are you using a Colgate? Please don't tell me you're using Colgate. Uh, well, Emma's kind of taking the reins on, on the toothpaste front, <laughs> but we were both fans of the whitening, but she's, we've gone now since to a, uh, a whitening slash sensitive Colgate, but we both Colgate. What's wrong with Colgate? Oh, because it doesn't... You don't feel like it's in your mouth. McLean's is McLean's, like the fucking McLean. cheapest chips version of Colgate. Absolutely the they, opposite. McLean's, no. McLean's is a premium brand no, my, for the distinguished McLean's is fanatic. the type of brand that Colgate my dad buys. is the kind of shit that they give you for free when you're walking out of the dentist because there's absolutely no one who would buy it voluntarily. Colgate is Coca-Cola, McLean's is Pepsi, and you know it. McLean's is a homebrew... Quality, clear, like, cola. No, you're marketing McLean's like it's some local fucking... Uh, Scottish quality. Oh, yeah. Scottish, yeah. Must you, want, be you, want, you want an American's goop in your mouth. Is that what you're saying? Take it from a European quality brand. Like <laughs> what McLean's. I'm saying is that I want an American's goop in my mouth. Oh, wait. <laughs> I heard it. I heard it as I said it. Um, no one should be doing a Colgate buy. You, we, you like... You put a little bit. You put a little bit on a toothbrush. You put it on your mouth, and then you you take your you take your brush out of your mouth like one and a half seconds later, and there's absolutely no evidence there was ever toothpaste on it in the first place. (laughs) You're afraid. You're afraid of feeling some foam on your on your mouth. You don't want evidence that you've been actually doing any hard work. You want to pretend that a brush is all it takes, but it doesn't. It takes some deep seated foamy action, and you're afraid you might like it.
That's exactly right. Should we do another would you rather? I am afraid. Would you rather? Okay, I'm scrolling. I'm, I'm back on rather.com. Are we going to do this? I'm, I'm like 80% drunk. 80% drunk? As in, that means you're as nearly in, drunk or you're, you're as near As in, I'm drunk. telling Nick I'm 80% drunk and I'm really 93% drunk. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, that's the good stuff. I love <laughs> alcohol. Uh, Makes me feel good. Okay. I don't... Okay. I'm finding this one a little bit hard to pass. So I'm... I just want to know... I just want to know what you think this means. Would you rather wipe out all the bad people or wipe out all the bad non-living things... <laughs> Which I guess means evil rocks, haunted dolls, all, all the classics, uh, bad I mean, non-living things. Obviously the person that wrote this meant like spiders. <laughs> They're living things. Spiders are not non-living things. Wait, what, what was the question? Wipe out all the bad non-living things. Riptides. I don't know. I don't get it. Like... Earthquakes. Non-living things. No more earthquakes. Would you rather kill all the bad people or <laughs> remove earthquakes? I don't get... Earthquakes. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what is a bad non-living thing? Oh, my God. Do, mean, can can a non-living stupid. thing be bad? That's kind of an impossible question. I mean... Cancer? Cancer's alive? The person who asked that was thick. Alrighty. How about this one? <laughs> uh, would you rather have all your choices be made by other people or using a randomized method? I like that one. Other people or a randomized method. Yeah, that's that's the would you rather. But... So a randomized so other method people is like... Presumably that you know. Yeah, yeah presu- let's say, yeah, by people that you know. Okay. All your choices are made by pe- people you know. Or... By flipping a coin. By flipping, okay. Mm. I mean, it's basically my easy. life now. <laughs> um, this was easy. Basically, basically, what this question is asking is, if am I happy living the way that I am? No, it's not. This what? is such an easy question. You shouldn't even be deliberating for any seconds. We are so different people, though, Nick. What are you? Del- okay, which? What, okay, what's the answer? Well, probably, I'd probably go with other people, but I wouldn't Absolutely. Yeah, I wouldn't mind, like, a bit of... No! Rolling the dice. Other people, for the most part, have the same understandings and values of humans, you know, one-to-one. Yeah, but... If it's like, should I push my mum into traffic? Most other people are going to be like, no, that's a bad idea. But if you Most. flip a coin, Most. if you flip a coin, it's like, well, 50-50, let's see what happens. Sorry, mum, it was tails. I Bend over. I think that's what the question was asking. Would, but it's the same point, right? That was just, that was hyperbole to illustrate the, the underlying thing, which is that most other people have reliably similar values. Yeah. But, I mean, that's part of life that I do love, which is the 
you know, I love not knowing. Like, yeah, you'll still not know. Yeah. But I mean, you started this podcast. You're talking about like not having money, and that's kind of like a, a coin flip because if something comes up where you suddenly have to pay for something that you weren't expecting, then you're subject to the whims of the universe, and it's not fun. So yeah. I don't know how you could be like romanticizing that. I'm gonna put this toothpaste down. I don't need it anymore. Yeah, I don't know. I ram- I romanticize a lot of things that. You don't I know it bad for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's see what else we got here. The first two were very rich. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Ooh, okay, okay, girl. Okay. <laughs> here we go. Would you rather have a partner who has contrasting religious views as you or contrasting political views as you? Good one. Oof. Political. Because religious is so fundamental. Yeah, but see, like, in in my instance, if I'm picturing someone with contrasting political views, it's someone who's, like, anti-gay conservative, right? Right. It's really hard to yeah. visualise. But that's, I could, so, that's I could, so tied into religious things. I know, it's so interesting. Like, I could picture... I could picture... Well, they exist. They're, like, gay religious people, right? Yeah. So I can picture that... But it's very hard for me to visualize how I could be with a someone who was like complete opposite political views to me. But the American we version be, of this uh, is so different than something else. Like, are we? Yeah, talking? but even like a, a, an Australian conservative is still like probably anti-gay. Yeah. Well, possibly, but that's like we'll, we'll separate that. Oh, uh, let me have a proper think about this. Yeah, already decided. No, I, I, no, I couldn't, no. Do you think it's because you believe that politics are more malleable than religious belief? That's exactly why. Hmm. Yeah. Do you think that too? I think, I think, yeah. I mean, by, by definition, like even when, um, it's probably massively, I think, I think going on, I don't know. I, I mean, I know people who've lost their faith, so I suppose it is, uh, I suppose that is malleable. But when you listen at, to, mm. like, Stephen Colbert discussing his faith, which, like, I admire that he's willing to True. do it on camera. That's a good point. His, he always frames it as, like, there was an uh, interview with Neil deGrasse Tyson that I heard recently, which is a bit iffy at the moment. But um, he was, uh, Tyson framed religious belief as being anti-logic or anti-reason. Uh-huh. And Colbert objected, and he said, no, it's not anti like reason or logic, I just hold religious belief in a different category where it's about faith for me. And that's abstract to, and uh, sorry, like independent to logic and reason and scientific understanding. And you can have scientific understanding and reason and logic and then leave faith for the unknowable. Right. Um, I think I saw the same interview. Yeah. Colbert is a good bridge, bridging kind of, uh, gap for that sort of stuff it makes me sympathize he makes me sympathize he makes me respect religious people yes yeah exactly like um he helps me not dismiss them because he's i love him so much he's like one of the one of my like the funniest people and one of my like most beloved um comedians probably all the time and i've 
like you and I have both like grown up with the Colbert of Warren. Yeah. Like we've always loved him. Yeah. Um, and to hear him say that stuff, like what I love, what's the best is like hear, hear, hearing him talk with Ricky Gervais, hmm. who we both also love. Um, do you still love him? <laughs> what <is> so weird? <laughs> do you still love Ricky? Ah. <laughs> uh, You've got it off here. I've uh, no, no. Everyone I, has. Like, I still have affection for Gervais, but in in reality, I, I don't think his artistic work has been... I haven't been interested in what he's put out for the past no, five, no. ten years. But I still find him compelling as as a commentator, as a... I like to see him in, on a talk show. I feel exactly the same way. Yeah. yeah. I love hearing what he has to say, but... I'm not... I don't really love his movies. Oh, yeah. Although I did love his stand, last stand-up special. Mm. But, yeah, I mean, Colbert's good for that because he's obviously a very smart guy and he's like... But there's still a disparity there when Colbert is talking about... Sep, when he's talking about, like, to Neil deGrasse Tyson about separating, like, that his faith and his logic are different. That, as a premise to me is I I can't rectify that. Like, I don't understand how you can say that your faith is one thing and that your logic well, is another, because ex- they have to be the same. He explicitly frames it as God of the gaps theory. He's like, until you can tell me how the universe came into being, I place my gratefulness for that in God, which is, you know, uh, uh, philosophically, there has been, uh, you know, responses to that which is that if you place god in in the gaps of of scientific uh lack of knowledge as science expands to give answers to those things your faith shrinks your the amount that you ascribe to god to god grows smaller and smaller yeah so yeah i don't think that was you know i don't think neil was gonna respond to that though i'm sure he's aware of it but it, it was interesting to hear me frame it that if it was interesting for me to hear him frame it like that yeah. because I was like, well, if you're, if you're placing God just in the bits that you don't know yet, then what you're doing is just shrinking God's reach and impact progressively over time, you know? Right. Yeah. I think like respecting and admiring Stephen Colbert is, um, completely separate like it doesn't it really impact like i can no, still it still he, holds because me he's a good person because he's a good person and because he's a good comedian like it doesn't i mean it wasn't always the case but it doesn't stephen colbert's views on religion doesn't sway me at all yeah i mean uh, to, to circle back to what you were saying like the fact that he places god for him in that bubble of the unknowable means that he has, for me, he's like quarantined logic out of it because by definition, he's placed it in the spaces which are unknowable. So you can't apply logic or reason to the unknowable because it's, it's, it's abstract. It's, it's, it's not knowable. So that doesn't, that doesn't implicitly seem hypocritical to me. That's, and that's he, all I was getting at. Uh, yeah, exactly. And he's explicitly like, like traditional yeah. As well. So, like, that is obviously a factor for him. Yeah. And I think that is a part of a lot of people's religious beliefs where they hold on to it so tight because it's, like, the teddy bear that they fell asleep with when they were young. And sure. it's, like, that comforting thing. And if they let that go, 
like I think that can be like you can be a really smart and aware person and have your own talk show and still have that. Sure. And it's yeah. I mean it's not it's not a bad Would thing. You, okay, let me take this would you rather to the next level and the obvious endpoint for this podcast. Would you rather be dating Bill Maher or Stephen Colbert? What the fuck? I hate Bill Maher. Okay, well, pick your pick your uh, atheist idol of choice. Dawkins. They, they all suck. Like, all, <laughs> there's no like good atheists. I hate them. Would all. you rather be dating Ricky Gervais or Stephen Colbert? Um, oh, dude, I'm in love with Stephen Colbert. Okay, like, Stephen Colbert can't be the thing. Nah, like Who's to be it? to be perfectly frank, like I hate all atheists. <laughs> like they and all that's suck because they're all myself. fucking. Arrow. I wasn't gonna say that, but I did. It, that was a thought that flashed in my brain. All arrow, all the uh, atheists are kind of like got this arrogance to them that I hate. That I TV, TV atheists, yeah. TV, I think they're most atheists. Are. But not no. I mean, my, you you could just. You, like a lot of people, you wouldn't even know when you talk to them, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I guess you're right. Like Jane Goodall. <laughs> She's coming to Melbourne soon. I really want to see her. She's so... Um, oh, fuck. I saw where that was going yeah. as well. I, would, I, I told why. you that I um, I like was hanging out with chimps and you were like <laughs> under-impressed and I was a little bit sad. Yeah, so you said you were hanging out with chimps, did you? Yeah. And were you hanging out with chimps, Nick? I was. I've. Put, oh, I, did you see a chimp? I got. got you saw I got a real chimp. close to a chimp. I got real close to lots of chimps, so, and I put a bucket of water in front of them, and they sucked it through a straw or through the cage. Excuse me. You put a bucket outside the cage. They're not entirely in a cage. Just so it's in it. It's a, it's a cage. Is, it's, it's a door which yeah. is mesh. Where is this, by the way? At a zoo. Where? In Wellington. Which is where? In New Zealand. Good. <laughs> the Wellington Zoo, the access point, it's not like a like a door, like an office door. It's a transparent, you know, metal mesh, right? Gotcha. And so the back end access to the habitats and everything is through mesh. And they had taken us behind the scenes because they were filming some stuff there. And they just put out some water for the chimps to drink. And they put it in a bucket and they, swear to God, they put curry powder in the water just to give it a bit of flavor because chimps like a bit of flavor. They, <laughs> just, they don't just want to drink like bland water. Wait, why did you not start the podcast with that? I don't, well, I haven't cared about a thing that we've said before you said that. So at, they would put in things like tomato sauce or curry powder or tea leaves. What? Just to vary. Curry the, powder. Yep. Just to vary what the chimps were drinking. Just to give it a little bit of like... Flavor, you know? Why just drink water when you can drink curry powder <laughs> in water? I'm not making that Fucking up. curry powder. Yeah. And so then they, like, handed them little bits of, like, tube, and they grabbed the tube, <laughs> and they used it like a straw, and they sucked it out of the bucket. I love that water's not enough for a chimp, but it is for humans. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, we a lot of people don't really drink water. Water, do they? They drink, like, Coca-Cola or tea. Do you want to start... A new brand, like Deep Fort Curry Water. (laughs) (laughs) Deep Fort Curry Water (laughs) in servo stations now. Limited edition. Yeah. 
Get yours at 7-Eleven. Yeah. Uh, should we do a Segi to wrap this shit up? Oh, uh, it's Curry Fact. What was it? Curry oh. Fact. Oh, fuck. <laughs> why did I bring it up? Curry Fact. <laughs> no. Wait. We're definitely doing Curry Facts. I'm just doing this off the top of my head, so. Okay. But so. We have to do I'll... a jingle. This so. is. No. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> you only said that because you could see the look in my eye and the turban. No. We had curry before this and Michael decided a really good podcast <laughs> segment would be curry facts, <laughs> which I don't even... I'm, I'm. How was your curry, by the way? It's really good. What did you... You have chicken, chicken korma. korma. Chicken korma not a thing, though. It is. I Maybe. ordered it off the menu. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm not saying it's not on the menu, but... You said it was not a thing. Yeah, it's not like... Uh, well, it's not like us. Okay. Authentic Indians. Or so we're not going to do curry facts then. Oh, we're definitely doing curry facts. Are you kidding what, me? What is curry facts? I've got one fact about curry and I want to make it a segment. Okay. Give me the theme song and don't make it offensive. That's <laughs> mm. <laughs> not part of it, by the way. <laughs> 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 it's so hard. <laughs> Um, okay. Are you going to edit out the silence? It's like, yeah, yeah. Okay. Unless it's funny that it's really <laughs> long. Unless <laughs> it's funny that I said that. And now <laughs> I'm gonna, saying this. You're going to edit out the song. You're going to mm. edit this out, right? Curry for you? No. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, no jingle. Let's go with no jingle. That might work. That might work. That might make the cut. The jingle the jingle is the jingle should be the fucking Oh my god. I'm crying. Yeah. I don't know if it's embarrassment or actual Pride. Uh, actual happiness. <laughs> which is, yeah. Typical state of being. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Something I've become used to. Okay, give us okay. this fucking fact. So, curry fact of the week, first one. Very happy to be here. So, you've already heard this, Nick, because I just related to you while you were eating your chicken korma, which is another thing. Um, so, Vindaloo... Classic curry, right? Wrong. Didn't Not a classic me, curry. Didn't Only even let me respond. No, I said wrong for you. Thank you. The Vindaloo, which is a beautiful curry, don't get me wrong, was invented in South India, Goa, whilst whilst the Portuguese actually colonized Goa. And it was invented as a dish to appease the taste buds of the Portuguese. So it had like a, you know, South I don't know American how flavor. it appeased them. Does it have a South American? Anyway. I don't know. It might have evolved since then. Maybe. But uh, the same is with uh, tikka masala is the national dish of England or the UK. Don't know. Cool curry facts. So I'm, I'm, I, you've, you've, you said up front that you have one curry fact, so I guess that was also the last time we will be hearing curry fact. 
You know what the sad thing is? It's I'm a good, probably going to Google curry facts. No, but see, here's the thing. Up. We named it curry fact. <laughs> so we've done curry fact. It was a good thing we didn't invest in all that jingle. And that jingle money. Yeah. Saved ourselves some cash. Oh, good times. Good well, times, if you've enjoyed friends. this kind of uh, nonsense, well, there's like early days when this was the norm. This is how it was. 40... 40 episodes, 42 episodes back in the day when we were just in the same room talking over each other. Just the boys, mate. Just just the boys. Just the boys, just hanging with the bros. <laughs> and uh, I'd suggest you go back and listen to them sometime. Deepfort.podbean.com. Send us an email, deepfort at gmail.com. Go to facebook.com forward slash deepfort. Go to twitter.com slash deepfort. And just rate us on iTunes, man. Just please. Please. <laughs> please. please. <laughs> love God. Michael, thank you for um, having me. Are you? Are we going to do another one of these in Adelaide? Like yeah, we see what maybe. Happens. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Have you got a? Uh, you got something to take us out with, man? Take us out with. Um... <laughs> okay. Here we go. Let's do one more. Would you rather? Let's end on a would you rather. Oh, okay? bonus quick fire round. Quick. Uh... <laughs> this is a would you rather by guest. Would you rather be able to fly or <laughs> would you be would you rather be able to fly or read mind? Uh, it's actually a good question. But it's funny. Um read mind. Um <laughs> would you rather to read mind? Nah I'd definitely rather read mind. Thank you, guess. Like, I would like to fly. What would you rather? Sorry, I got distracted by other good questions. I would rather fly. Would I don't you? want to read minds. Yeah, it'd just be so overwhelming having every time I walk into the room, people just be like, I'd fuck him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>